one. The national champion is clad in big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It goes. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Greg Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? Welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike, and it is Thursday, and we're halfway through June. Already. Amazing. June yeah. 15th. What's, what's even more amazing is the weather. Yeah, yeah. I'm expecting June to be hot and sticky, not quite as bad as June, July, and August, but still, sure. you're starting to get sure. towards there, and it's it's kind of nice. I don't out know there. if we've <laughs> had a day in the 90s yet. Have we? Did, I've did, had a couple did, of days. Did it just hit 98 like a week or so yeah, ago? Something just like for a couple of days, just like in the afternoon for right. a few hours, and then it was done. Yeah. So, and, and it's been in the and for 80, Middle Tennessee 80, weather, like that, boy, that's, this time I, of year. Uh, it's, you know, we just started, we just, we kind of started football workouts and stuff like that. And, you know, the kids were, we were kind of laughing at the kids, man. You don't know how good you got That's it. That's right. How, how wonderful <laughs> and cool. Just hang it, on a month. How <laughs> cool. All right, right. Just hang on a month. Or just change. hang on, you know, middle Tennessee, wait, a, wait a couple of hours. Yeah, and the wait weather a couple of hours. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, since we were on Monday, uh, a few things have transpired here in middle Tennessee and around the, uh, around the country, the. New world professional NBA champions are the Denver Nuggets for the first time in their franchise history. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that they you know hadn't been there before, but boy, they they just dominated. It looked like, or I'd say dominated. The, the scores weren't just overwhelmingly big, but boy, Jokic had a had a series, didn't he? Yeah, Nikola. Jokic, uh, as this big suburban, uh, uh, Serbian, suburban, <laughs> Serbian, He's center, suburban too, probably. Suburban, <laughs> probably, he probably lives in the suburbs of Denver, but the the Serbian suburban uh, uh, got uh, MVP honors, well and, deserved, and, and by the absolutely. Way. I mean, the guy averages uh, in the. Uh, playoff series the final series against Miami uh, he averaged over 30 points 14 rebounds seven assists and one and a half blocks uh, like I said in the uh, playoff series against Miami which uh, Denver closed out four to one in game five uh, in Denver um, by a 94 to 89. Margin. It was a low scoring by NBA standards. Pretty low scoring ball game, really. Yeah. They, um, yeah. But Denver methodically took care of business, and uh, you know Miami tried. They they put up a valiant effort. Lost by five. Um, I think Miami 
And where Miami got hurt was they just they didn't have any size on the inside. They they just didn't. And they didn't have they didn't have an answer for Jokic. They I didn't say Jokic was playing everywhere. You know, he, he literally everywhere. Well, he uh, shot forty two percent from three point range. So if you're yeah. looking at a seven footer basically that that shoots forty two percent from three point range and the way sixty percent from the field. And the way he shoots a lot of his shots, I mean he was covered on a, I saw some replays and some of his shots and you know He's covered. He's literally covered. And when he jumps up, number one, he jumps up with sure. you got a seven foot frame jumping up. So you're shooting from eight and a half, nine feet in the air, and he does it from behind his head. Yeah. I mean, you cannot reach in there and, and you can't stop block that, that shot, shot without fouling. And, I mean, uh, it's hard enough to block a seven yeah, foot uh, shot anyway. Much right. less, much <laughs> less when he gets when he when he elevates his elevates. And then his, he's strong enough the ball above his head and back. Behind and, his head, and then he's strong enough to take the ball and isolate on somebody. Right. Where you know he'll get the ball on one wing or something like that, and everybody else goes to the other side of the floor, and he just backs himself in there. It's like a bulldozer. And like I said, and then he just turns around, and drops it in. Miami, without any size, doesn't right. didn't didn't have any answer for that. And um, so Miami's, I'm sure they're probably um, have already started combing the free agent market or what will be the free agent market and trying to get some size, trying to get some size put in everybody, you know, everybody's kind of like, okay, this is is what we're going to have to answer. So now everybody's on the big, but Hey, look for the bigs. Good time to be in Miami. You've got uh, the, the, uh, the heat makes the NBA finals. Uh, The Florida Panthers make the uh, Stanley cup finals. And we're going to go over that a little bit, but, uh, like we said, Nikola um, Jokic got the MVP. Denver got the trophy for the first time in their, <clears throat> excuse me, history. Um, and Denver's been around a while. I mean, yeah. the Nuggets have been, you know, they, you know, they've been around a while. So this has been a long deserved uh, wait for them. I don't them. think they started in Denver, did they? Uh, where did they? Oh, gosh, I'm not really sure where where that first that. where that that franchise started out. I'm not really sure. We'll have to look have into to do that. some research during the break. Um, so that's one champion that's been crowned since Monday. Another champion that's been crowned since Monday, and our station manager was it happened to be in Las Vegas um, for the Stanley Cup Finals that were clinched in Las Vegas by the Las Vegas Golden Knights as they won over the Florida Panthers nine to three. Tuesday night, and Clayton the Claw Harris was in uh, Las Vegas with his some friends of his and his wife and and their significant others as they uh, partied the night away in Las Vegas. And and then I spoke to him on Wednesday, and he said <clears throat> that they went to a nightclub at Caesar's Palace called Omnia O M N I A, and it has been ranked as the number two nightclub in the world. Wow. On the planet, in the world. Um, and so Clayton and all his buddies and their significant others were all in the club, partying the night away, dancing, bouncing up and down, whatever they do in clubs, having a big time. Uh, and in walks about six Golden Knight players at about 1 a.m., and of course, they're all in a pretty raucous mood. Yes, I'm sure. And uh, Clayton said the place just absolutely went 
crazy. I mean, and you know, and the thing about it is, uh, now this was Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. So, you know, these clubs, a lot of them, you know, because even opening up these clubs are such a big production as far as employees, bartenders, bar backs, security, whatever the deal is. I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal and expensive to open up the clubs. And when you open up these clubs, you want to have people turn out. And of course they're paying a the cover charge to get in and you want to make money. This was Tuesday night. This was, and I guarantee the reason they had this thing open Tuesday night was because of the Las Vegas Golden Knights playing the Stanley Cup that night in Las Vegas. Yeah. Had they not been playing, probably would. Yeah, well, had they not been playing, had they not Vegas, had, had there been like no New York, game? it never sleeps. So, well, <laughs> it does. But what what I'm getting at is, normally these clubs will do a Thursday through Saturday night type gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Wednesday through Saturday, right. and they'll be dark on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Right. Because you know, I mean, you it's gotta, just the yeah, amount yeah, of people that got to recoup somewhere. <laughs> sure, sure. So, uh, but anyway, Clayton said that they were. Uh, they were all having a big time uh, early, early Wednesday morning, about 1 o'clock, and in walks six or seven, eight Golden Knight players with their entourage. And he said at that point, to quote the claw, Clayton the Claw, he said, it was on. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever it, whatever they were on, they were on. It be, the party it, has the started. The party was on at that point. So uh, congratulations yeah. to the uh, Las Vegas Knights and the and the thing about the Las Vegas Golden Knights is uh, they talk about next year, the whole team is basically going to be stay intact. They're basically going to have the same roster that they started this season with um, and ended with the Stanley Cup, with, with Lord Stanley Stanley's Cup trophy mm -hmm. at the end, they're basically going to have the same team intact. I think yeah. they've got the same seven defensemen coming back. The only free agent is uh, Ivan Barbashev, and he is a free agent. I guarantee you Barbashev will try to – they'll figure out some way to get him re-signed if they can. Um, now, their captain, their team captain, Captain Mark Stone, and I don't know if you all watched the playoff that game or not, but – I mean, this guy has like uh, he's he's a little weathered in the face, and he's got kind of a long flowing hair with a receding hairline and a goatee, and and you know he's he's above thirty years old. I know that, but he had a hat trick um, in the in Game Five Tuesday night, and that is the first time since nineteen twenty two over 100 years ago, that the winning team has had a player that has scored a hat trick in the clinching game wow. of what a time Stanley Cubs. Yeah, so what a time to do. it's been 100 years since one player scored three goals. And now one of the goals was an empty netter. Um, hey, it still counts. It, that's right. It still counts. <laughs> but he did have two, uh, what I'm going to call legit, without an asterisk next to, next to it. But it is a hat trick, and it's the first time in over 100 years that has happened in the clinching game of a Stanley Cup playoff game, and that happened yeah. Tuesday night. So congratulations to the Las Vegas Knights. And, I'm, you know, this is their sixth season, Mike. 
This yeah. is their sixth season. Now, yeah, yeah. They I think they were involved some... in their very first season. I think they would get, they made yeah. it to the finals. Yeah, uh, and uh, and lost. In reading some research, they, were, you know, we, you know, we talked about the draft rules for the expansion teams being changed. You know, when the when the Predators, when the Predators got their expansion, you could only take the bottom four. You could only draft from the bottom four of your team. I did some research on this, and I said something about they could only that the teams could only protect their top three or four, right, something like right. that. Well, it wasn't quite that draconian. Okay, okay. But they could take the number two goalie, they could take the number eight defenseman, and they could take the number five forward from each team. Okay. You start talking about those numbers because they had typically teams have four rotation groups well, of people that rotate in and out. Eight, twelve. So, so basic, basically, let's say one goalie, seven defensemen they're covering, and then four uh, offensive yeah. or line players. Yeah. You can't cover all your stars. So you do that. right, I, and, I, and I get. So, so there's so, twelve players so there's a, from there's a, about so twelve players from each team that are that are guarded that are right. protected right. from from that expansion draft. Right, and then they're protect. You know, and then which leaves. <sighs> You know, you had to make some tough decisions if you were an right. established team, because you'd get down to that that uh, fifth that fifth forward, and okay, you got you got four that are okay. Your first two lines are going. Hey, your third line is one of your. It's what they call the muck line. A lot of times, you got to mix it up, but you also got to have forwards that can score points. Those guys can play, and you get those. You get those. Well, what Vegas did was they basically, uh, you know. Started going on this uh, this this stick about uh, well you know they don't they didn't want to protect us so we're the unwanted guys we're the misfits we're the ones that they didn't want to protect and they that's just right. kind of rallied together and that's what they that's what they basically call yeah, themselves is is the a team of misfits and then they they just kind of put a chip on their shoulder and started playing and together then they, and, and then they had a coach that was well very good at putting things together and you know they caught. As I heard, you know, they caught lightning in a bottle and went there. Just kind of give you an idea, though, how tough this game is. I, I did some – I found uh, – read one article about the Panthers, you know, coming in, and they were almost a mash unit when they – by the time they got to the finals. Their uh, their leading scorer, a uh, guy named – I hope I say this right – Matthew Tkachuk. I think it's Kachuk. 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 He, yeah. he got hurt in game three. And he's their main man. He's the, yeah, he was their leading scorer, the lead, leading assist. He got hurt in game three. And didn't even play? Didn't even it, play uh, Tuesday night? Uh, he played, but he did play the next game. And the reason why he didn't play in game – he played in game four. And he said they wrapped him but up. But he did not play in Tuesday five. night in game five. Why? The reason why is he had a broken sternum. The guy, he got a broken no. sternum in game Sounds like three, Steve McNair. And then turned around and played an entire hockey game. Yeah. You know, game four with that. Another one of their players – You got to tell you what – hockey oh, is yeah. a tough, another tough, one of their tough players sport. I'm just telling you. In the tough. three rounds that they played, another one of their players in the three rounds they played – uh, played through a broken foot, three separation shoulder separations, a torn oblique, and a possible had to go through concussion protocols to to play. That was just one player. Uh, his name was Aaron Equalid. If I got that again, 
you know, some of the hockey Spell names. Spell that last name. name. If I've got it right, E K E-K- B L Eggblood, Eggblood, Eggblood. Yeah. Yeah. He um he scored he, he yeah, scored a he goal. Was, he scored he was, a goal though. He was one of their more productive players. And you know, again, playing on a, a broken ankle, a torn oblique, which is yeah. just your your rib one of your rib muscles. You know. And listen and you think you know, you think about how many hits you take in your ribs, how you know, you gotta move your stick around, you you take your shots on a He's on an ankle that's messed up. Sure. You know, got hit hard enough in the head that he had to go through concussion protocols. And in the meantime, had to, had to put his shoulder back in place three different times. <laughs> so the, and, and the loss, and, and you know, playing somebody like the Las Vegas Knights or playing anybody in when you get to the finals of the Stanley Cup, you need all hands on deck. I mean, right. you need everybody. You need everybody. Oh, they, you know, his coach you know, said, they said something about, you know, you maybe need to raise an art. You know, <laughs> you know, you know like, like blank. <laughs> right. I'm playing. <laughs> well, you know, the Las Vegas Knights on their on their way to a, winning the Stanley Cup, they went 16-6 and six through the playoffs, okay? 16 wins with six losses all the way through the playoffs. Uh, and they had a plus 31 goal differential. Plus 31. Yeah. Those are some big in hockey, scores. Yeah. In hockey. I mean, you know. And so you're, you know, like you said, you've got the poor Florida Panthers with their uh, number one scorer, uh, Kachuk out and uh, a couple other players that were banged up skating around on broken feet. I mean, how do you do and that? And still, you know, still made it a. I but mean, you know and, what? These you know, these hockey guys. That's that's life. That's just their you, life. You just you play through it. Yeah. Uh, you know. Then then of course you get the NFL or you get the NBA. I'm sorry, a lot of players play through pain, but then you have some players that you know. Stub their toe, and yeah. then they're down, you know, oh, I got a hangnail. I can't play this Sunday. You know, I'm like, what? You got? I got you on my fantasy league team. You bum. Pull yeah. it. I, I'll pull the hangnail out for you. Get your ass yeah. out there on the field. Come on. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's you know, just what I mean? amazing. Yeah. It and was then, just when I read that article, they said, you know, the leading scorer was, you know, was was hurt going in. They said, and, and the to a man, every one of them said this was an excuse. You know, Las Vegas had their share of injuries as well. Yeah, and they played through them. You said, "This is this is." And you know, you know how hard how hard these guys can hit that puck, and and then then you got and then you got defensemen laying their body down in front of it on the ice. Yeah, and then they they look at the camera and smile, and and then you're out of bounds. They don't have any chicklets. You know, there's no teeth. There's no teeth in there. And then you're out you're out of bounds. Line is a wall is a wall. There you go. That's right. Okay, we're up against our first break. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Coach Mike on the board in the studio. We're going to run over a little U.S. Open news, College World Series news, uh, and we've got two more segments to go. So if you guys will hang in there with us, we're going to be back to discuss all that and uh, in about three or four minutes. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to Tried and True, a John Deere 5075E cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walk-away lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor package. Visit TragerInEquipment.com. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joining the studio and on the board by Coach Mike. It is Thursday, June 15th, and a beautiful sunny day here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. And we certainly want to thank you all for listening in, joining us. And uh, all you Tennessee fans are looking forward to uh, Saturday when LSU and Tennessee will square off in the College World Series in that game will be the night game, game number four of the College World Series, starting at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time, our time here in Tennessee, or well, this part of Tennessee anyway. Yeah, for the Tennessee. for those that are uh, un- the uninitiated to the College World Series format, there's, uh, there's eight teams now left. Right. And they've been divided into two four-team pods or two four-team brackets. The, each of those will be going through a double elimination tournament. Okay. And then the fi- whoever comes out of those two double elimination tournaments or mini tournaments as such will play each other in a best of three series for the championship. Okay. Uh, uh, it, g- go ahead. Well, game one is – I was just going to say, Mike, um, game one pits the TCU Horned Frogs against the Oral Roberts. And I want to say they're the Eagles – I believe Oral Roberts. I believe they're the. I believe they might be the Golden Eagles or the yeah, Eagles. The Eagles, I think. Um, against Oral Roberts, and that will be game one. That will start tomorrow at one o'clock uh, on ESPN, yep. and then that will be followed by number seven, nationally ranked number seven UVA, Virginia against Florida. So the SEC. Has three, three out of the eight, three of the eight yeah. teams uh, in the and college in the college is, world series, which is becoming a a regular thing. Uh, they had at least three last year, okay. uh, if I remember right. They had three the year before, or four the year before. They they they've constantly had either three or four teams. Uh, and I in, and I would venture to say, if you went if you moved the college uh, football playoffs, the CFP, to a let's say an eight eight game format. Eight team format, you more than likely would have th- three, three or four, or three, yeah, at least two or three SEC, SEC teams. teams in that in yeah. that football. SEC's playoff. become the class, the 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 national class conference of well, almost all the sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, from basket, yeah. really basketball, especially the major, the main three, um, you know, football, basketball, and baseball, yeah. but. Um, so the game two will have Florida against number seven uh, Virginia tomorrow night, and that game starts at six. Yeah, that's all. Those for all you Gator fans. Yeah, those four teams are considered fans. bracket one. So you have TCU, Oral Roberts, Florida, and Virginia. One of those four teams will make it out of that pod or that that mini series into the final. I got you. I got you. And, and on the and in the lower pod or the lower bracket, bracket two, yeah. uh, will be game three, and that will be the number one ranked Wake Forest who put a thumping on Alabama. Boy, they're a, they're 22, a machine. <laughs> 22 to five uh, in their super region uh, in the second game um, and beat Alabama 2-0. 
Uh, they will play Stanford at and one o'clock on Saturday, Central Standard Time. Now, Stan- Stanford, Stanford, give us give us a story on Boy, Stanford. Stanford. Tell, Stanford, tell us, you're tell about us how Stanford that, got that there. snuck in. Talk about a team that snuck into the the World Series. Uh, they're playing Texas in the Super Regionals at Stanford. Texas is down by about three runs going into the seventh inning. What game was this down? This was played? the last game. This was the rubber match. So okay, they're, they're so both that, up, both teams had won one that, game. That was Monday right. night. That was yeah. this past Monday night. So you know it's a, it's a winner take all. You know winner goes, loser goes home. Texas rallies back and and, and by the ninth inning they've tied the score. Or six te- to six. Texas or Stanford had Te Texas Stanford had the lead for most okay. of the game. Texas rallies back, finally scores two runs in the ninth to tie the game. And then Stanford comes up with their their half of the ninth. They're bottom their home of the team. ninth. Yeah, the bottom of the ninth. Uh, they get two guys on, and in the process of getting two guys on, there's two out. They had a ground ball and a strikeout or something like that. So there's two outs in the ninth, runner at second base, and the pitcher does a great – he fools the batter, and he hits a, a looping fly ball – to center field should have been a can of corn out. We're going to extra innings. Another one of those worlds, you know, playoff sure. classics. Except for one small problem: the center fielder, the left fielder, and the shortstop. None of them can find the ball. They 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 lost the ball. They said they lost the ball in the lights. It went up into the air. So it was one of those little bit. Low, it wasn't really really high, and but it, it was dropped those, right behind second dropped, base. It dropped right. Uh, yeah, about. 30, 40 feet behind second base, and and you could see you could see all the outfielders just looking around. Wow! And of course, the runner with two outs, a runner at second base, he's going on contact. He scores. He scores. Game over. Game over. Stanford goes to the World Series, and Texas is just sitting here looking like, what just hit us? Oh my God! What just hit us? <laughs> you know, and, and you talk about a gut punch loss, you know, because Texas had been had had the momentum. They had the momentum. They rallied back from three down, you know, and stuff. They're like feeling that. good. They're feeling good. They're, they're about feeling their... good about even going in extra innings and stuff like that. They're feeling really good. And their pitcher does a great job fooling, you know, Grant, gets, they let gets guys, a pop, yeah, gets, a, gets, gets the a pop, pop up, up to end the inning. It's a, like I said, it's a, what we call a can of corn pop up to end the inning. And all of a sudden he looks out to, you know, you could see him just, he, he, he puts his finger, he sees the pop up and he raises his finger up like, okay, there it is, there it is. And Problem he turns up. around and look, all of a sudden you just see that they did a replay from the whole field. And all of a sudden you can see the whole infield going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You know, they, and, and they're they just, all just staring at it. They and, just lost it. And, and they lost see, the ball. You see the center fielder with his hands up like, where is it? Where is it? Left fielder's running that way, but he's, he's doing this. Oh they God. can't. They can't find the ball, and then then they see it drop about five feet in front of them. What a nightmare! I mean, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a complete. I mean, oh, it's yeah, it's an absolute. You know, this isn't a great play on Stanford's <laughs> part, or or a, or a you know just a you know a bang bang play or, or something like that to end this series. It's it's a. And the thing about it it's was, a, it's this is a little league mistake, right? <laughs> but but it sounds to me the way you described it's, it was it was it there were there were more. More than just the center fielder losing the ball, I mean the shorts. You said the yeah. shortstop and the shortstop's running. I think he's got an idea, but it's just too far out of his range. But you know, you can tell the center fielder and the left fielder cannot find the ball. Hmm. They are desperately is, looking for the that's, ball. That's so brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, no, no, that's, that's just, just 
you know, you gotta, as a baseball player a and tech, an outfielder. I'm not a you big know. University of Texas just, fan uh, oh, by any means. Yeah, but me either. I, I you got, but you got to you got to feel a little a little oh. sorry for the kid for the guys for it to end that way. Yeah, you know and what then, I mean. You know, of course, Stanford's reward they get to go play Wake Forest. <laughs> That's right. And that game will be game number three, and that will start Saturday. That'll be the game before the yeah. Tennessee LSU game. Uh, LSU comes in ranked number fifth, Nash, number five nationally and with a 48 and 15 record and the Vols have a 43 and 20 record and LSU was ranked number one for about half of the season yeah uh, and then they kind of hit a little little bit of a mini slump about mid-season and got down you know went down I mean two that, or three spots that but still you're top five you're still top five in in, in college baseball it, you're still it, a very powerful team it might be a little surprising to some people that the number five seed, the two highest seeds in in the left in the College World Series, which is Wake Forest yeah. at one, LSU at number five, are in that same bracket. Do you well, see what I mean? Yeah, but then, uh, but you still but, got Florida was like number two or number three, and and Virginia are like well Virginia two or three. Virginia's number Virginia was number seven. I'm not okay. sure where Florida nationally ranked seeded was. I'm, I'm not, not sure they were. They were very, very high. You know, at the end of the season yes, or at some at the, point? At the end of the season. Okay. All right. They were well, really, really high because uh, they got going. They, they kind of had a, a surge, much like Tennessee did, towards the end of the season, you know, middle of the season. They started theirs a little bit earlier than Tennessee did. Uh, to kind of boost their, boost their seed. Yeah, Tennessee, boost their- Tennessee definitely ended up in the tougher, in the tougher bracket. You yeah, know, well, I would and, say any uh, – any, Get if you if you win you get Wake Forest right <laughs> or, or that's yeah. that's that's assuming Wake Forest takes care of business against Stanford. Now you know yeah. baseball is baseball. You can be fortunate, you, yeah. just like just like Stanford well, was hitting that little blooper, yeah, uh, little blooper pop up that they got lost in the yeah. lights or whatever. Right. I mean you, you can just well, little errors like that in in these types of tournament in these types yeah. of tournaments can make all the difference. Well, Wake Forest. In the super regional, I think they played Arkansas, I believe, or Alabama. Was it Alabama? In the super regional, regional, they played Alabama. Okay, they played Alabama. The first game was five to was four. only five to four, and so, I think it was decided in the last couple of innings. So, so you know, you know Alabama, and Alabama, it was documented they kind of had their struggles this year and and rallied late, rallied around the loss of their coach and stuff like that, and made a big run into the SEC tournament. Uh. But they played Wake Forest toe to toe the first game. Now, second game, we're not going to talk about. Too well, a lot. you know, time other hitting. than nine home runs by I mean, Wake yeah. Forest. Well, they set an ACC record with yeah. over, I think, seventy plus home runs this year. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a lot. So, this this College World Series has got a lot of fireworks, potential fireworks, yeah. in there. You know, Tennessee's hot right Absolutely. now. Boy, they. Of course, they can't play until the eighth inning. <laughs> and, and what I, you know, they don't what, know how to play until the eighth. You know inning. what? I, I don't have any problem uh, having an SEC team or Tennessee advance and 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 do well. But I'd also, you know, what I'd also like to see, I'd like to see him win graciously, and I'd like to see him lose graciously. I like, you know, I'd, I'd like to see. I, I understand, I think, and people and people will say, "Well, that's just not Tennessee's. That's what." Well, you know what? That's unfortunate because they should be like that. You yeah. should, you should, as a team, as a university, have, as a coach, you need, you need, you need to instill in your players that you win graciously and you lose graciously. Yeah, I and I do think, you know, 
there's still room for improvement. I will admit that, but they are probably a lot better than they were a year ago. Okay. And, and, you know, you know and, as long as you and, and see so, improvement. Yeah. Uh, I think they, you know. I think they kind of realized last year they, they put a big, big target on their backs. They're kind of paying for it. You know, that's what I, I'm still kind of sure, not sure, but I'm kind of thinking that's what happened about okay. the super regional going to Hattiesburg instead of Knoxville was the, the people in the committee kind of remembered how they behaved the year before. And, okay, here's two teams that are relatively equal. You know, Tennessee did not have a good start to the year. Here's two teams that are relatively equal, and we're not going to go through the, the charades we went through last year, so let's go to Hattiesburg. Well, you know, and, you know and the old saying, you know, you can win with class yes. and you can lose with class. And, 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 and that's and, and it, I just want to see the Tennessee team and hopefully Coach Vitello. Yeah, Vitello. Vitello. Yeah. Uh, Kind of instill that in his guys. Yeah. Say, look, guys, you know, you, you, guys, they, you guys are playing But that's well. also kind of part of their – it's kind of part of their team is the edge they play with. I get and, it. You and, can and be, he, he builds that. You know, I know as a, coach, as a football coach, you kind of wanted that you, edge there. You, you know, can uh, intimidate. You can be yeah. intimidating with class and I agree and, with and you, to tell you the truth. I, you know, I mean, the, you know. There's a, way, there's a way to go about doing it, but that's part of their – their edginess, that's part of the it's part of their fan appeal, to tell you the truth. Well, I get it. And, 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 and you know puts, what? It puts butts in the seats. <laughs> I, I get that. Um, but it also puts Tennessee out there on that island and that island of but almost more almost, more teams. almost of unsportsmanship island that I'm not sure uh, it's, it's I'm not sure that's a good place to yeah, be. But it's interesting that more and more teams are starting to gravitate towards their celebrations maybe not quite as extreme as tennessee did but you're seeing a lot more demonstrative celebrations and I, you know they can come, and i remember that, i remember vanderbilt um vanderbilt college baseball uh or vanderbilt baseball yeah. you know they they had the uh, little skits of they yeah. would do the different things of bowling and they'd line yeah. the players up and all that type of stuff and, it's and and you know that's that's all fun and well yeah. and good if it's done with a little tongue in cheek, uh, just just playing yeah. around something to loosen the team up a little bit, but when you kind of do things uh, yeah, in I, more I of a vicious, yeah. vicious they're, they're kind the, of hateful, and, and they, hateful, hateful manner, on, you know, I, I hate unsportsmanlike to, manner, then then you take on this persona of everybody. Like you said, you get a you get a target put on your yeah. back, and, 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 and not it, only from baseball people, but from officials you know above you know they, they make the decisions in baseball and you know like you know where tournaments are played and, and, and stuff like that so yeah they they kind of took on the idea that they were uh to i hate boy i hate bringing politics into uh into baseball but they were kind of being the trump they were kind of being the trump of the ncaa of just mixing little, it up little, you know coming in like a bull in a china closet saying just, whatever they want to say yeah, acting, say what they were saying you know, acting however tweet, they tweeting want to act. whatever and stuff like that and it was relatively successful for you know, them. You know they they kind of had to, you know and one of those things and i'm sure i'm sure vitello probably uh, said this listen you're going to do this you know i'm i'm not going to sit here and just squash you that's right you better win. Until Notre Dame stepped in and, last year and, 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 thumped, them, and, and thumped them and sent them and home. And now it's kind of like, okay. And I, you know, can see, I can see this conversation going on in the locker room going, okay. Let's reel this in a little we bit. we got to reel this back in. Until, until we get, you I don't know. even know there's an until in there. So, <laughs> But yeah, let's reel this back in and start being a little bit more realistic about it. Yes, have fun. Do your big celebrations. Do it in the dugout. 
out of the you know out of the sight on the field. Do the high fives on the field. Do, if you want to do your sure. little pimp walk in the in the dugout, then have your fun there. But let's 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 get our mind back you know, on the ball instead of the show. And really, let's not try to show up our opponent. Our, our opponent. You know what I mean? That's that's normally doesn't doesn't work out well. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. We're going to have one more break, and then we're going to come back and talk some U.S. Open over on the left coast in Los Angeles, and we're going to talk a little bit about DeAndre Hopkins' train that just pulled out of Nashville and is headed up to the New sweet stakes. up to New England to see, uh, Another see if he can find stakes. a team that wants to pay him the money he thinks he deserves. It's, give us five minutes. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is You're listening to WKOM 101.7. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm sorry to uh, who are or whoever had our ID station ID right there. I cut you off. So well, that's so but we you did just have to get him, the station. We had to get the station ID in there. You, so I did that. But so, Coach Mike, you just told him who we were, right? That's One, right. 101.7 WKOM. Right out of uh, downtown Columbia. And so we, we had to make sure we got that in as we came back. Uh, didn't mean to take away from Drake's uh, re-entry <laughs> to the session, but we had to make sure we got that in. Well, we um, it is Thursday, June 15th, and the 123rd U.S. Open is being played in Los Angeles this weekend at the north course of the L.A. Country Club. And I didn't realize that the L.A. Country Club – I mean, this is yeah. this place is exclusive. I mean, it's it's like well, three hundred. It's like anybody that hosts a PGA event is pretty <clears throat> exclusive. So. Three hundred acres, right there in West Los Angeles, and uh, you know it's a it's it. I mean, when yeah. I say exclusive country club, I mean they're on the level of Augusta. Yeah, it's been like seventy five years since the U.S. Open has been played. I think. At this venue, yeah. or you know, maybe in California. Mm. 
I, I can't really. No, I mean, there's, you know, there's I know several other Pebble courses. Beach, I, yeah, Pebble Beach. There's some other. Places I know. I mean, I know they played. they do. They have the Pebble Beach Pro Am. They do. They hold some tournaments out there. But I have to look that up. But it's been it's been a long time yeah. since they've held the U.S. The US Open. Open. Let's say yeah. in Los Angeles, right? Maybe. So, um, but it's being held on the north course of the, uh, like I said, L.A. Country Club. This course is a par seventy, and it's seven thousand four hundred and twenty three yards. Way too long for me to play it. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, you know, I'm way just, too long and way too narrow. Now, <laughs> you know, again, yes. U.S. Open is infamous for the they call it the U.S. Open roughs. You know, they they yeah, oh, yeah. They typically grow the rough probably four yeah, to six kinda, inches. The rough kind of looks like my yard does, right? Yeah, now. it's kind of way yeah, that ankle deep stuff. Ankle oh, hell, you better keep it on the fairway. What are you talking about you better keep it on the fairway, otherwise you're gonna have a hard time finding the ball, my, let alone hitting it. Our little miniature dachshund Carl got lost in it the other day. I, we, <laughs> We had to pull out a hot dog and throw it out in the driveway for him to come out. The rough. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Okay. So uh, now this is the first tournament since the quote merger of the Saudi Arabian public public funded public investment fund uh, of the Live uh, Tour uh, merged supposedly with the B. I yeah. guess they merged with the PGA. Yeah. Now. You know, there's a lot of people that are at odds with this. I, I, I have a, I, I personally have a problem with it. Um, I don't think we ought to be. I don't think the PGA should be using any of the Saudi money in their in their endeavors to promote the professional golf tour association. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they need that money. I think they need to figure out a way to conduct business without using money, oil money, whatever type of money you want to call it from the Saudi rate from, from the Saudis. I, I, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I, again, I don't know enough about other than from, again, an outsider looking in, it was kind of like, okay, this group of golfers and the Saudis wanted to make a statement. So they form this league and they step away. Okay. So what's the result? Salaries go, or winnings, not salaries necessarily, but well, winning, winning purses go up. Sure. You've got the, you know, so this goes up for them, and and there's a little bit more notoriety. The the, the Saudis get some say some say so in what's going on, and so there's sure. some legit, I, you know. So there, there's some there's some some business aspect to it. Okay, and then I I really kind of thought this you know they're going to be in this until they get tired of messing with it. And then they're going to find a way out. And I have a feeling, you know, this is the, just the rich, what I call the rich man's mentality. Yeah, you know, this was, hey, this was a new play toy. Now we're three years in. It's not so, it's not so sure. new, and it's not so fun, right? And, and, and so now it's time for me to find some other new play toy. So let's let's if, let's see what what we can do to still make this profitable and stuff. So they renegotiate this merge. Now everybody's getting back in. You're getting all the top golfers back together again. And everybody's the rankings winning. system. The ranking system will will be put back in place right. for these guys that joined yeah. Live were got out yeah. of the rankings, so they weren't 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 being ranked anymore. And so now, uh, by this merger, I think all the golfers that participate will be uh, involved in the in a world ranking yeah. system. But then they forced the PGA to kind of look at the. At uh, the prize well, winnings and stuff like that, and they had to raise the purses. They had to get you know just and, to stay competitive, and, and like and they got that, they got that accomplished. And like so, I said, I don't, I don't, th I don't like monopolies in any. Yeah. Except, I really don't even like the board game monopoly, but I really don't like, 
I really don't. It takes too damn long. But anyway, I really, and I really don't you like monopolies. You played with me, have you? <laughs> monopolies, business wise. But I mean, the PGA pretty much. You know, they they had a monopoly. You yeah. get they had a monopoly on the whole on the whole on the whole tour PGA tour system. Uh, you name it. The the Professional Golf Association had had golfing on. Pretty much around the United States and North America, yeah. oh, they, had, they had a stranglehold on in, it. Yeah. in their in their bubble, and and nobody else really uh, could get to it. Now, Live Golf has they're, come in. The only what, other competing organization was the USGA, and they really didn't compete. No, absolutely. They, they, you not. know, they, they were they absolutely. were a different organization, but they really didn't compete against. They they worked a lot together. Uh, Lives the first challenge, sure, and it was a, the first. I would say legitimate challenge, and and you know to what? the PGA's control over golf, and but it also gave the PGA some competition, and it gave the players some leverage on, you know, hey, you're not you're not the only game in town now, so we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna slide. You know, there's some of us that have been uh, with a big fat carrot full of a lot of money has been dangled in front of our noses, and we're. We're sliding over to live, and you're going to lose. You're going to lose players like uh, DeChambeau. You're going to lose players, you know, that are Very. super that are superstars in the PGA system that are going to slide over to live and PGA and the PGA do, obviously does not want that to happen. Very similar in pattern to the NFL AFL sure. setup. The AFL became a competitive league. And then realized staying competitive is going to be a lot tougher than we thought. And NFL's going, but they're competitive enough to mess us up. Well, if we don't, you know, and they merged together and formed the, the, you know, of course, kept the NFL moniker, but formed the two conferences. And, of course, we see history now where it became the, Right. You know, one you of the got, greatest mergers and got, around. And you got 32 teams and 32 right. big, big markets across the United States. But also the same same way with the NFL now, uh, you know you have like the USFL and the XFL, which 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 they're the NFL, more developmental leagues. As, that's as right. Post. But the NFL used to shun those leagues and 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 now talk, they're backing that, one of that, them. That's I, right. I, it was the USFL. I think it's that the USFL yeah. that that the NFL is actually in bed with. Yeah. So the, and, and kind of creating a minor league football for there you go. The program and like you said, developmentally now. Uh, right here at the end of the show, we just want to talk a little bit about DeAndre Hopkins, his train pulled through Nashville um, uh, yesterday, and they met with the Titans. From what I understand, the Titans have made him an offer. So there's yeah. a there's an offer on the table now. DeAndre, is I don't gonna, know if they is, can be competitive. He's going to go to some other teams. He's we know he's going to New England, and he's probably going to take his time uh, shopping himself oh, yeah. around and get through mini camps and yeah. and then show up show up, show up couple, right at the last minute couple, right before the of weeks, season yeah, starts and, and make things a little and, bit more dramatized. So, yeah. but I tell you what, the Titans sure I, could. I don't know the, the Titans, Titans have enough cap space to really negotiate but, hard against these other teams. Yes, they could use him. I think. They could definitely use him, but I don't know that they've got enough money to, to get him. So, all right, this has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Thank you for joining us. We will be back tomorrow, Friday, a little bit after 4 o'clock, about 4.05 is when we come on. And uh, you all have a great night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.